Wow. That was awesome. That was phenomenal. That, well, what, a, what an awesome interview. I mean, I'm a little choked up, Jason. I don't know what to say. I never realized that I had such a profound impact on you, and I haven't seen you in so long. Um, I mean, I, I know we've, we've chit-chatted, like, you know, commented here and there, like, on social media, but that, um, I really, I really, really appreciate you saying that. Of um, I have been really stressed out <laughs> in the last couple of months. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, and so that, that made my world a little bit better today. So if you have to Aww. ask yourself that question, then, then that's it. Okay. Um, and... Just as an aside, um, I will most likely be in Jacksonville next month. Um, oh my God, we have to see. Time. I'm doing well. I'm doing a benefit. Uh, a friend of mine has terminal ALS. Oof. And Is that okay. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Wow. Okay. So, welcome to bonus content. Yes, First this off, is the sorry. bonus content, yeah. most certainly. Um, and. Um, well, so we we left off with Reed disassembling like the the intricacies of all the Avengers characters and how yes. they're portrayed in the MCU, <laughs> and and I had mentioned that you know the one that I identify with the most is Captain America, always has been. If we're just talking Avengers, yes, it's Cap. Okay, fine, whatever. Anyways, uh, you didn't even introduce our guest for bonus content. Well, this is Rhiannon Owens. Thank you. At Reandra. Thank you. <laughs> and her friend, her mysterious friend. Yes, her mysterious friend. Who, by the way, we just found out this is cool news. She might be. What? You share the news. You share the news. It's not your it's, it's, it, Yeah, it's not my news to share. It's your news to share. I just found out that I am about nine weeks pregnant for my first baby. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm so excited for her. That's our live audience. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's freaking awesome because that's a new for us. Yeah. No, this that's is the first, first. This is the first baby announcement we've we've come across that's as well. Two firsts. Yes. In week, in week five of week this. Week five. We've got two. Firsts. We've got two Yay. firsts. Uh, that's amazing. And congratulations. Uh, you were kind of telling us the story off air. I mean, if you're okay sharing a little bit of it, please tell us how this came about. Um, well, they had sex. There you go. Okay, and that's it. So there's, there's uh, a man and a woman sometimes, and the, the man does I'm hearing Michael Bolton thing right now. The, <laughs> when when I'm a man. Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've been trying for two years. A lot of negative wow. doctor's visits and medications, and then I I stopped doing all that for about seven months, and then what do you know? Got pregnant on my own. Let's go. Woo. Let's go. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, yeah. Man, I don't even know. How to, that's it. That's bonus content. I'm done. I mean, I don't know what else. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so thrilled. <laughs> um, and the cool thing is, too, is that um, so you and I have been friends for probably three years now, almost three years. Almost three years. And um, so I knew her before she and her guy got together. Um, and uh, so this was a really big deal because I remember like when she first started talking about like, Oh my God. So I think we want to make a baby and I think there's marriage in our future and all these things. And um, like, I'm slowly getting to watch all of this unfold for her. And she is one of the sweetest giving, caring people ever. And she's just as sassy and funky as I am, but <laughs> she, uh, she deserves all the good things. So I am Woo. over the moon for her. I'm so happy. Oh, we're all on the moon. Don't worry. Um, that's awesome. Um, cool. And so to go back to your Captain America oh, okay, thing, yeah. Uh, th well, first off, 
their baby won't use steroids. Let's just put that out whoa, there. Whoa, whoa, okay. whoa, whoa. Unlike whoa. Cap, who needs literal drugs to become a superhero. That's what you want. You, Do you that's like what, Cap because he has such a great ass? Is that what it is? Yo, that's, that's exactly what it is. Yes, that, that he is my, my ass role Do you, model. Do you, like, do you identify with Captain America because you also feel as though you have a great ass? How you know, does that work since, since I got married, Mo in here. Mo. I, I've been married for a couple of years. She says it's one of my best features, so I I might actually be on that uh, that train now. So it could be. Sure. I, I really sure. don't know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of one of those questions that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, I didn't. I really, you went pretty in depth on that one. I, I am you did great. I am completely comfortable with. Uh, you should see how red his face is right now. <laughs> you want to talk. I get his entire I mean, bald head. I love it. Oh yeah, that's great. No, okay, so um, let's let's go back to uh, Reek. Because oh yeah, no, she does a yeah. better job picking him apart than I do. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's not why I wanted to go back. Oh no, no, no! I want her to lay it out. Like I, I want to hear the exact breakdown as to what makes Captain America in the Marvel Cinematic Universe huh. interesting. For me, yes. Um, well, okay, so I think there's a couple things, right? Like, I think we, we touched on this during the, the podcast where, you know, he was that kid that was always looked over, you know, he wasn't big enough, strong enough, good enough, physical enough, but, you know, the, the scene where he takes the linchpin out of the flagpole. You know, he proves that you need more than muscle and you need more than brawn um, to get a job done, right? And then he takes the, the, away, super soldier, <laughs> the super soldier serum, right? And then he comes out like this big, thick guy, this this all-American ideal of, like, strong, like, you know, vir- viral manhood or whatever. And he's still a good guy. He's still a nice guy. <laughs> you know, he still holds on to all of those principles of, you know, you know, right. Where he goes, where he says language, you know, like watch your mouth, like people, you know, uh, so there's, there's this, there's this, there's this thing about where he has this kind of wholesome side to him. And, and even the way, you know, things ended where he goes back in time and has a life with Peggy, you know, it's kind of like, he always gave of himself and put, you know, the needs of others or the country or whatever first and, and, and had to deny himself a life in order to do that. Um, just entertainers in general, you know, singers and musicians and whatnot who go out on the road and travel to entertain millions of strangers, you know, leaving their families at home and missing out on important, important days and birthdays, right? Like it's this thing of self-sacrifice. Um, putting other people before yourself, but also not taking yourself so seriously in the process that you have a big head about it. Like he was always like, you know, I could do this all day. It was all like, this is what I do. This is who I am. This is what I'm all about. And there was never any other secret, you know, skeezy layers under that. He really was this all American ideal of, you know, camaraderie, community, you know, self-service, self-sacrifice or not self-service, but service and self-sacrifice, um, and I, I think he was a, a perfect counterpart to some of the other members, you know, like Tony, who had a bit of an ego. You know, he was a tortured nerd because he was constantly tinkering and trying to better things and make improvements and whatnot. But, you know, he also had this outer layer, like this hardened shell of, well, I'm a Playboy 
philanthropist millionaire. I don't, you know, I, I don't give a shit. Um, but deep down he did, you know, but Captain America, like he was just always on the surface of who he was. There was no hidden punches or there, there was no trap doors with him. And I, I know people like that. And I, I think that there are love you. People who, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm being <laughs> polite right now. That's what I'm doing. I'm being very polite right now. <laughs> I am not going to say anything. I'm going to like, oh, no, I'm going to say something. First off, time out. All right. So listen. All right. I understand what you think you know about him but let's let's just call a spade a spade first off okay cap was selfish in the sense of okay he's mr america right he's mr the 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 the, let's save the people or whatever right i'm not i'm not a government person i don't believe like i'm not whatever but for comic book sake let's just go this route okay cap literally turned his back against the united states like did he not his literal uniform and shield is the flag. Did he not turn his back on them because they were trying to do something that they thought would have been a better process than just let superheroes just go do whatever they want to do? Like, he was trying, like, to be very clear with the Soviet Accords, like, they were literally trying to create a force that could be organized enough that could be sent to the right places. Now, obviously, they would make mistakes, okay? Obviously, that would be a mistake if, like, they sent you know, Captain America by himself to fight Thanos. Like, obviously that's bad. but okay. Okay, whatever. My point being is that he literally fought the United States. Like, like he literally fought against that. Like, that's so selfish of himself. This is, just this is an honest question for you, Amp. Well, okay. How many times do you I have mean, to save the world from Nazis to, to, okay, to get, garner a little here bit of appreciation? Go. Time out. He was an icicle. For the end of the war, so he wasn't <laughs> even there. Okay, he was literally so I'm frozen. Gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this slant on it, um, and this this may ruffle some feathers. I'm not sure. Um, oh my, my my feathers don't even exist anymore. So my boyfriend um, is an army veteran of 24 years, um, and he is a six-time war veteran. Um, so in some people's minds, he is a super soldier. It doesn't hurt that he's built like a brick shit house either. Um, <laughs> so um, he came away from war with some issues, as most service people do. Um, and without getting into too much of all of that, there are times that he has questioned himself and the institution that he fought for because there were sides of it that he saw that other people didn't. So, right, as I bring this way down to a super serious level, <laughs> I think where Captain America is concerned, like what you said, you know, like, oh, he, you know, he went against the thing and did the thing. I mean, to me, it's kind of like, you know, he maybe he took a, a moment and looked at it and was like, wait, this isn't right. Like, you know, this is who I work for and this is what I do, but there's something inherently wrong with this. Maybe this is not the way I should do it. Maybe I should do this instead, or maybe I should go about this thing this way instead. Um, and, and to anyone who works a job or does a thing for something or someone they believe in, you do sometimes come to these crossroads where you have to take a good hard look at yourself and go, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing for the right people? Is the right stuff going to come out of the decisions I make? And that's an incredible burden to bear. And I think maybe that's part of that, that 
that arc or that archetype in that story. I'm okay. So I mean, awesome, it's possible. Awesome points. Yes. And again, this is all comic based. This has nothing to do in real life. I will be. I'm only doing this because I absolutely love Tony Stark and Iron Man. And in reality, if this shit really did happen, I probably would side with Cap because it's 100% the right thing to do. Now, in comic book life, okay, time out. Comic book life. Um, let's just kind of recap why. Iron Man did what he did, right? Why he chose that side. It's because he wanted the people to feel protected. Like, like, like these people, like the, the whole reason that the Accords even came to be is because superheroes went to stop an atomic bomb. Like children, literal children went, if we're going on the comics, literally went to go stop an atomic bomb that blew up a school bus, right? So no. the concept, yes. No. Okay, the, what it, happened? It was Nitro fighting the, the New Warriors. Right, they're children, and they went to go stop a nuclear bomb. Like, what is Nitro? What is Nitro? What is he? He's a bomb. Nitro's a bomb. As he's, a bomb. He's, he's a, a walking a, bomb. A exactly. Bomb, My point exactly. And it and wasn't a school bus full of children. It was it was an entire neighborhood in like Connecticut. Oh, you're helping me. Thank you. That was yeah. really sweet of you. That included a school. <laughs> So my point being that, like, obviously you can't see, foresee that happening, but if there's a registration that keeps track of heroes, new warriors, and stops them from saying, hey, maybe you guys aren't fit to go after this situation. Because he wouldn't have blown up if they didn't go after him, right? I mean, technically, the only reason he blew up was because they came at him. Like, obviously he can blow up whenever he wants to, but what was the trigger? When he saw them and he felt like there was no way out, so he blew up an entire freaking city, like Jason said verbatim, an entire city of children. No no adults. No adults, just, just all children. children. Wow. All children adopted. Like that's all, that's what you said. All Jason, adopted children just now. Oh my god. And comics. Wow, you're the worst. Um, but my point being, that's why I side with Iron Man on this, is because he's trying to do what he feels is right for hum like so real for quick, citizens. Real quick. Uh, during that story arc of Civil War, right. he cloned a god and then turned him against his friends. Because his friends were for, were fighting for no reason. But he cloned, were, he but, cloned a, a, a deity to, to fight them. Listen, we're not all perfect. <laughs> okay? Not all of us can, can go back in time and be with our, our girlfriend for a couple of years. Okay? Sorry that we all... Don't take steroids. I'm just saying, <laughs> like if we're going hit for hit here. You you got to take. Okay, it as long yes, as he messed it. up there. Okay, but he thought. Anyway, sorry, we're going way off top. <laughs> uh, like we we, we got a guest here, and, and he imprisoned his own friends in the negative because zone. they broke the law. Jason, I kind of feel like I'm listening to my own version of Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> they broke the law, Jason, oh. and even in the movie. The movies, they the same concept. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that was not Captain. See, he's Captain America, not Captain the fucking world. Right. So who's he gonna fight for? Whoever they say they go after. And and since when has unlimited power over an entire team of super people been a good idea to give to a uh, an organization that takes forever to to make a decision? <laughs> They do take it. Whoa, okay. I see where you're going with that. But also, the Avengers do the same thing. It's not like they're perfect. It's not like they they walk into a scenario and they're like, "All right, we're gonna do exactly this way." No one follows Cap's plans. 
first off, Mr. Leader, okay? <laughs> no one listens to this bozo. All the cops in the Avengers movie followed his plans. Well, because they're cops, first off. They're PD, all right? And, and the rest of the Avengers, for that matter. <laughs> Sometimes. Hulk smash. Oh, wow. That was really great. Yeah. Anyways, my point being... That in, the invalid? only reason the only reason Tony is made out to be the bad guy is because he's supporting the government. That's the only reason anyone oh uh Tony's the the vigilante in that movie. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh he's just trying to do what he thinks the people want. Like that's literally why he was doing that. No like no one in that movie, no like normal citizen, like looked at that snare and were like Oh, you know what? Yeah, I want Cap to just run away. Let me ask and you do something. Me, this like, is just an, an honest question. Uh, are all of your decisions informed by guilt, or are they informed by your your conscience? Like, like, do you know what your true north is, or do you just you know go with the thing that people make you feel bad for not going for? What does that mean? I don't understand the question. No, no. Wait, I didn't answer it. I said I don't <laughs> know what the question is. You can't. I think I. You can't stamp a double stamp, Lloyd. I. <laughs> Sorry. No, sorry, 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 you're catching this. Sorry, you're. I'm, in the just, I'm of this. just listening at this point, and I'm chuckling under my breath. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, bonus content. Um, Which, by the way, I was today. I was actually really excited about bonus content because I wanted to talk about Skinwalkers, but that's okay. We'll, we'll save that for we'll another. We'll save one. that for we'll another, save that day, for another buddy. day, Yeah, it's a good one. Weirdo Skinwalkers. Uh, Anyways, sorry. Uh, you want to go back to <laughs> Re? Do you care to weigh in right now? <laughs> Nothing. I, I got nothing. That's all right. Hey, um, did uh, does your friend have a name yet? She actually has just um left to go pick up her boyfriend from oh, rugby okay. practice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. Um, yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. I'm I'm just gonna <laughs> err on the side of caution and and leave her name out of it. Okay. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, uh, yeah. You don't have to. Yeah, yeah. No, no. You're good. Um, all right. So I do have like a legitimate art question and this is, um, uh-huh. I'm just curious. Um, so when you first started, how hard was it to like, think about, you know what, I'm selling all of this. Cause you kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier in the actual podcast, but I'm just curious from, from your perspective, like for you, cause you sound like you're just a really passionate person in general. So like to turn your art into, you know, a business, I mean, that, you know, that probably takes a lot, you know? Uh, it, it does. It is a little tricky. Um, the thing about it is, is, is I actually, when I was much younger, um, like at a very early age, I got a taste of how um, some people wanted to exploit my talent. Um, like I would doodle when I was a kid. And people are like, oh, make sure you sign this so when you're rich and famous one day, I can, you know, sell this and make some money off of it. And I just, even at an early age, like I was seven and didn't really understand what exactly that meant, but I just knew it was icky. Um, so up until I was about 30, I, I refused to do it for a living. It was just a hobby. It was only ever going to be a hobby. I didn't want any pressure or added expectation attached to it. And I was really worried that if I did it, um, professionally and did it all the time that I would get burnt out and I would get sick of it. And um, I think it was pretty smart of me to hold off on it as long as I did because 
I made the decision. It wasn't like I had no other option. Um, I made the decision to, you know, start venturing out to conventions and getting tables. Um, you know, some friends of mine suggested it, but I, I didn't do it until I was ready to do it. And um, I mentioned Jason Sobel earlier. He was with me at Heroes Con in 2008, which is also where I met Allison, whom I also mentioned earlier. And Jason was working on a card project. And he was like, hey, what are you doing? I was doodling Scarlet Witch and Ballpoint Pen in a sketchbook. And he was like, hey, uh, so uh, your stuff's really good. Why don't you do what I do? And I'm like, well, I don't know what you do. Like, what, what do you do? I see you doodling. Like, what are those? Um, and he was like, you know, I, I still work a full-time job. So this is like a good way to kind of make some side money when I have the time to do it, you know? And I was like, oh, so I don't have to rely on it 24-7. Um, okay, maybe I can make this work. And at the time, it was just a way for me to kind of maybe get a little notoriety so I could maybe, you know, charge a little more for what I was doing, I guess. Um, and it skyrocketed way beyond my wildest dreams. Like in, in that first year, really, it just went nuts. Um, and there is a lot of pressure to constantly produce quality, um, to be available, to, uh, you know, you have to network and be approachable. You have to, you know, speak to people. You have to be comfortable talking to strangers and, you know, sharing certain information like addresses and contact information. Um, so you're putting yourself out there. Uh, and, you know, there are people who will come to you and tell you they love you, love what you do, and love your art. And they, they are really just kissing the, your ass so they can get the best possible price. So they can go flip it and make a profit off of you. And there are people who claim to love art who really do have no idea what goes into it. So if you aren't immediately available every five minutes or if something, God forbid, happens and your life gets put on pause and you can't work. Like my mother got COVID back in November and for about two weeks it was rough and we thought we were going to lose her and my whole world stopped. And as an artist who is solely responsible for everything I do, that means the moment I stop, everything stops. The PR stops, the management stops, the, you know, the uh, social media stops, the emails don't get responded to, you know, text messages, phone calls, whatever. And then if people have bought in and paid me for commissions and they suddenly can't get a hold of me, there's a handful of them that immediately assume that I have just run off with their money. So then I have damage control I have to do after the fact. There is so much that goes into what we do as individual artists, whether we're sole proprietors or we're just hobbyists. It's a lot. And over the last 12 years, I have really <laughs> met a handful of colorful people that are on the don't have anything to do with them ever again list. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, you, you kind of have to be a bad guy and sometimes you have to stand up for yourself. Um, for instance, I know I'm rambling at this point, but there <laughs> it's is bonus content. Uh, okay. <laughs> there's a, there's a process for, um, the card art that we do, we get paid, um, not a lot of money, but we are given blank artist proof cards that we can then commission out provided we follow contract guidelines on the artwork. Um, but the images have to be approved by whoever holds the license. So let's say it's a Marvel, you know, a Marvel trading card and I draw black cat from spider-man um <clears throat> her costumes over the years have been somewhat risque you know she's got that zipper down the front so her cleavage can just fall out which makes no sense but whatever um and ever since disney got the marvel license they have really cracked down on over voluptuous women and you know over sexualized characters or whatever um 
And so if someone asks me to draw a black cat and I draw her, you know, crawling on the side of a, you know, city rooftop or something and her ass is too far out or her cleavage is, is too full, they'll be like, no, sorry, you got to do that over. That absolutely is way too sexualized. We cannot let that pass. And then whoever commissioned me just waited however long to get approved. They got to wait again because I have to do it all over. And just because that gets disapproved doesn't mean I immediately have the handful of hours or a day to sit down and redraw it because there are other people waiting and there are other projects I'm, I'm obligated to. So it's like, it's tough because one little hiccup, like, you know, imagine one bottle falling over in, in, a, in a beer, you know, bottling brewery and it just screws up the whole production and then thousands of bottles are breaking. Um, that's kind of what it's like doing what I do and being the only one responsible for it. And I've had people offer to manage me, help, you know, keep me organized or, or handle that. And it's kind of like, I, I don't know that I know anyone who knows me and what I do well enough to allow them to speak on my behalf and, and bear that burden for me. It, it's only been about four years that I've had someone sit with me at my convention table and actually like be the carnival barker where I can sit and draw uninterrupted and they sell my stuff. Um, and I've been doing shows since 2006 or seven. So it's, uh, yeah, there's, there's so much interwoven into it and the process of it and, and what it takes. Um, there are days where I'm like, man, I am, so tired. Um, I'm lucky I don't have carpal tunnel, but I have to be very careful. You know, I can't lose my temper and punch things because if I break my hand, I'm out of commission for months. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, you know, people are like, hey, we're going to go, you know, dive off a cliff and, and jump into this lake. And I'm like, have fun. <laughs> I, Good luck I, with that. I can't risk <laughs> stuff like that. Because also as an artist, I don't have, you know, 401k. I don't have like medical insurance coverage through a company or, you know, things like that. So I have to be super responsible and very careful about what I do um, because I, I'm not protected for lack of better words, um, like some people are. But I have a lot of freedom attached, you know, like I can sleep as late as I want, stay up as late as I want, break as much as I want, work as little or as much as I want a day. But I don't have some of the things that other people have when they have a steady nine to five job. So, so I yeah, do have to ask this too, cause you're talking about, you go to conventions uh -huh. and stuff a lot. And yeah. I know that you were talking about how you were, you know, a comic fan growing up and everything. So big question here is, have you mm -hmm. got to see your fan girl crush or like, was there like a, an artist that you just really admired growing up that you like ran into at any of the conventions, you're like, oh my gosh, that's blah, blah, blah. Um, actually, there's a couple. I've been very, very lucky. Um, so I am decent friends with Scott Lobdell, who mm -hmm. wrote a lot of the X-Men stories that I read in the 90s. Um, and I, I read the X-Men while Claremont was still on them. I haven't met Claremont yet, but... Um, Scott and I uh, have met at a convention in 2013 and have kept in touch off and on where he just randomly will check in on me like, hey, how are you doing? Are you still drawing? And he actually did an interview for me for um, a web page that he managed um, or, or someone he wrote for. And um, I am friendly with Adam Hughes, who is another one of my art heroes. 
and I, I so, got to meet him because so, I became friends with Allison, his wife, who at the time they weren't married yet. Um, you know, we're not best friends by any means. And I, please don't <laughs> take it to mean like, hey, I know this person, so I'm somebody. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Allison and I, she she was doing sketch cards on a regular basis when I first started. And as I came into it and began working more and more as a peer and as a professional peer, um, you know, we would talk shop and we just got along really well. So when uh, I mentioned my friends, Gary and Stephanie earlier, when Gary and Stephanie and I would go to Dragon Con, which is in Atlanta where they live, every once in a while, she'd be like, well, hey, why don't you guys come over for dinner? So I actually got to go and have dinner with Adam Hughes and, and Allison, you know, sometimes we would go out, sometimes they would invite us to their home, which was amazing. And I, I was always so quiet because I was just like, I can't believe I'm in Adam Hughes' house. Holy shit. <laughs> Don't break anything. Oh, that's Don't so cool. Don't sneeze and get boogers on the furniture. Like, it was, <laughs> because I just, you know, it, it, it's that fangirl thing where, you know, you forget that this is an actual person. They have a life in a house and, and you know, this, this is what they do. You know, their art is just a product of their creativity. It's not entirely who they are as a person. And I remember one time I was there and, and Adam literally goes, Bree, are, are you okay? <laughs> and I was just like, holy shit, I'm in your house. <laughs> Which I didn't say that, but, you know, in, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I can die now. <laughs> um, I've so, made it. you know, um, Andy Price, uh, who does, uh, or Andy, Andy Price and Katie Cook, who, um, when My Little Pony Friendship is Magic rebooted, um, you know, I think uh, they were both doing art, and I think Katie was writing too at the time. Um, Andy and I became friends because he also did sketch card art, and he always had really great things to say to me, you know, just a really nice guy and would stop by my table to say hi if we were at a show and always complimented my work or, hey, man, I saw that card you did. It was beautiful. Like, you know, great job. Um, and then, you know, he he started doing My Little Pony, and, I mean, they they broke records, you know, with their, their first run. Um and when, you know, these are not people that I talk to every day or that I see everywhere I go, but when we run into each other, it's like, you know, oh my God, like, I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. Like, oh, I saw this thing you did. Um, it's so great. The first time I went to San Diego Comic-Con as a professional, Adam Hughes retweeted me and said, hey, go check out my pal. She's going to San Diego for the first time. And I got like 60 followers, half of whom came to my table and bought artwork. And I was like, oh my God. So, um, yes. <laughs> I have gotten to meet a handful of people um, and have really just, I, I have an amazing life. I have done some really great things and I have met some really amazing people. I, I just um, want to cut in real, real quick and just kind of like, um, Scott Lobdell, he, so I, I, you know me, I, I'm an action figure enthusiast. I, I collect, I make customs. My very first uh -huh. custom that I ever made from start to finish was a, a cannonball figure that was based off of Scott Lobdell's artwork from X-Men the, the 90s. Yes. Where he's got the, uh, the, the two yellow straps across his shoulders and the one across his chest. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, that's, that's super cool that, you know, like I'm fangirling right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I know somebody I know who knows Scott. somebody. I know Scott um, is a writer. Did he? I don't think he drew. Did he draw? 
Well, it was his run on it. Or did he write? Least. Did he write the book? Because the thing that I remember, so Scott was writing for DC when we met. Um, after the New Fifty Two, I think he was doing Red Hood and the Outlaws. Um, yeah. And he has since actually done the movies that he's written. Um, uh, Happy Death Day, and then Happy Death Day had a sequel. Oh yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that like face. so. Ever since he's been like heavily involved in movies we haven't talked as much but you know we um we're friends on facebook which it's so funny to say that because it's like i'm friends with you on facebook i'm somebody <laughs> i'm still waiting um, on chris claremont's response to my friend request but he you know he would randomly just like if, if he happened to catch a post because you know i'm very transparent and sometimes he'd be like man the whole world can bite me today and he he if he would see something like that he'd be like hey i'm just checking on you are you doing okay you, you know how's your art you know is everything all right and Just for somebody that you grew up seeing their name, but, you know, you didn't know the person and then you you develop a friendship or rapport with them to the to the point where, you know, they randomly are like, hey, I saw you're not, you know, not in a good place. You know, can I do anything to help? Like that kind of thing. It just like that's the kind of goodness I kind of touched on earlier about why I like doing that philanthropic and that networking and that volunteer stuff. Yeah. Um, and not that that was any part of what they were doing, but just that kind of being nice, right? Like people are like, oh my God, you were the nicest person. Like, you're so amazing. And I'm like, how is being nice amazing? Like, you're just supposed to generally be decent. Like, it's not a big deal, is it? But it's so rare anymore that it is a big deal. Yeah. And then you're just like, wow, like, when did everybody become so callous and self-centered and shitty? <laughs> it's like, eh. It's too many McDonald's. That's what it is. hey uh thank you so much again i mean this was awesome i mean we she's kind of like our first celebrity oh no she most totally is 100 i am not a celebrity because i mean adam (laughs) adam adam was like you know i gotta be careful adam's great (laughs) (laughs) um no but thank you so much yeah do you yeah you're welcome um there is there was another podcast I did a couple of months ago for um, a friend of mine that used to come and see me perform. So he's also a nerd, but he's openly gay. And he and a friend of his do kind of like this LGBTQ like like nerds like gay nerds kind of podcasting. Um, and uh, so this is this is the second podcast I've done, but I like that it's just kind of like a general conversation. Oh, sorry, Ricky, can you hear me? Uh oh, is she still there? Re, I'm so sorry, I broke the phone. It's okay, it's bon- bonus content. So while he's getting read back, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just uh, unfortunately we'll probably just cut it there though. But um, thank you guys so much uh, for listening to the bonus content and uh, listening to Jason's amazing IT abilities right now. He's perplexed he's perplexed and baffled i'm perplexed i'm gonna keep describing his i'm just kidding hey thank you guys so much uh unfortunately it just kind of stopped uh unless you can get her back i can hear you there you can hear there it is all right cool did you mute me i didn't i don't i i I picked up my phone to see what was going on with my phone because it kept blowing up and and it it rejected you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> your phone was like this bitch has been rambling for almost two hours <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Re, you are amazing. Uh, you are one of my favorite people ever. Um, I'm I'm so glad that you agreed to do the show with us. Uh, and, yeah. And Second. I'm, I'm well, glad that the, this show ended up becoming more of like a, a, a rolling conversation than something more organized or planned. But um, we we are coming to... Yeah, we we gotta. We almost have an entire episode with this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the bonus content, this extra content. Um, no, it's good though. Thank you. And I, I you're we, very welcome. We um, certainly do appreciate it. Anytime you want, just reach out, and I will be happy. Um, and I will program your number in my phone so I don't miss it next time. Yeah, it turns <laughs> out that I've had your number all along, and I asked for it again. I'm a smart man. You dork. I know. And you've never used it. You're fired. No, no, yeah. no, you no. Know, yeah. So here's what happened. Yeah. I misspelled your name, and so I went looking for R-H-I, and I realized that I had spelled it for years, R-E-A, for so long, that it didn't even... I know, I'm the worst. What did you say? Delete all of Jason's (laughs) parts in the podcast? (laughs) Why, no problem! I'll totally do that! Snap your fingers, Thanos. It's time to get rid of half of those people. (laughs) Hey, thank you so much. Yeah, seriously, uh, like Jason said, I I second everything. Um... Yeah, this is the bonus content, guys. Thank you, CIs. Uh, you're getting it because you like, subscribe. But can we ask you to do one more thing? Can you please share? Just share it. Is that is that too much to ask, Jason? I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, crew. So All right, that's it. All right. Yeah, well, thank you, guys. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you.